Hey everybody, Aaron Luttrell with the Aaron Advantage Podcast here. Just wanted to give you a real quick intro to this podcast I recorded with Harveer Singh. He is the managing broker for Howard Hanna Rand Realty in Jersey City, New Jersey. And we talked about a lot of great things about how to get into and be successful in the real estate industry. Uh, we spoke together on a panel in Las Vegas uh, where we first met and we really just hit it off and we have some of the same mentality and thoughts on how to be successful. We wanted to share that with you. So if you're thinking about getting into real real estate, or you're in the business and you want to be more successful, definitely check this one out. Harveer, my man, thanks for joining me today. What's up, Aaron? How's it going? I'm happy to oh, be not- here. Happy to have you here. I, uh, uh, I, as I was saying before we started recording, I'm glad we made it on time this time because, uh, <laughs> Manufactured homes driving down the street causing traffic is something that I couldn't uh, plan for before hopping on and recording. Today. <laughs> it's, it's, it's better than uh, literally living one a few blocks away from the Holland Tunnel that takes you into Manhattan. So it's it's all <laughs> all kinds of messed up out there. <laughs> you know, traffic is relative. No matter where you're at, there's probably something exactly. people aren't going to like, right? So true. So true. So, well, hey, man, I appreciate you hopping on the podcast with me today. Um, I wanted to talk specifically uh, about you with uh, about information to help real estate agents who are thinking about getting into the business or trying to decide if this is really for them, because I think a lot of people struggle with kind of figuring out who they are and what what their place is in real estate. Um, and I know that you and I kind of vibe real well when we were talking about social media back in Vegas. So I thought it'd be great to just kind of have you on, let you tell your story of how you got into real estate and uh, kind of wh- what got you where you are today. All right, cool. So that's a, that's a loaded question. All right, cool. So uh, this goes back a long time. I mean, I feel like every realtor has their origin story and it was almost always never, I want to be a realtor when I grow up. Like, so it's, <laughs> so but, yeah, it's like, we just found our ways here somehow, right? And then we became successful. So for me, I actually, I am a CPA and um, I, I went to college for that. I did the five-year BBA MBA program, got my CPA, worked at Ernst & Young for a few years, realized how much I hated accounting. And, uh, and literally like jump ship with like, I'm just like, not only the company, I'd like jump ship, like without a parachute with like, I was like, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to do accounting anymore. I'm like, I was just like, what am I going to do? I don't know. I hate my life right now. So all I know is that I want to be done with it. So I just jump ship, you know, flew out of that plane with, with, with no parachute and somehow found my way. All right. So after I did that, look, I, 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 I always make jokes and talk about how horrible accounting was, but look, in every aspect of my life, I learned something really important. And I learned a lot of important stuff out of being in the corporate world and, and kind of working in accounting, you know, budgeting and, and learning about the numbers and the taxes and all that stuff. Cause I was, I was a tax guy, right. Uh, super important when you're running your own business. Right. So yes, I, I, I like to, you know, you know, make fun of it, but it, it, it was important. Then I jumped into the startup field. So I had actually, uh, you know, worked with a lot of startups. Um, I was a CFO of one because of my accounting background. I was on the board of directors of another. I was actually, I don't know if you know, do you know who Walt Frazier is? I know he's, the only, he's the only Knicks player that got a ring. And he's that guy with the funky suits uh, yeah, that's yeah. always doing the commentating. So I was working with him on, 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 uh, on the startup too. So like he came to my house and I mean, it, was, it was a cool time. Yeah. <laughs> but but again, the startup world, like anything right in the startup world, funding comes and goes. And like, so then you're always running around looking for the next thing, right? So I, I had slowly been, been 
you know, me and my family have always been investing in real estate. And I realized, I think this is also the reason why a lot of us got in is that, man, our realtors sucked. <laughs> Dude, you nailed it. You nailed it. It happens too often. <laughs> like, it's like, man, my realtor was so bad. And she's like taking like $30,000, like this and that. I'm just like, what's going on here? I was like, I was like, all right. And I talked to my dad. I was like, look, I want to increase our profit margin. I'm just going to become a realtor and I'll just manage the transactions for our properties. That's how it started. And then little did I know I would like fall in love with this field, right? Like I just jumped in. I was, um, as, you, as you know, like we're both very people persons, whatever. Uh, we love chatting with people and helping people. And, and they just became this thing where like, I just like fell in love with, you know, helping people and helping my clients. And, and so it started off with me being a realtor, right. And, 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 you know, just doing well. Uh, and, and obviously we were both on a social media panel because we kind of took to that as well. Right. Uh, and grew there. And, and then my passion for helping people, you know, makes me happy. And obviously that management became an option that I actually initially didn't even think about. It was my manager who had put that thought in my head. And it's kind of one of those things where like the only limitations you have are the ones that you put on yourself. This wasn't even a thought. I was just like, I've only been in the business for like four years. Like who would take me seriously? Right. And I, I never even thought that it would be something. And she was like, no, like, I think you'd be perfect for this, right? So then it became this thing. I got my broker's license and I approached, um, you know, for us as the brands, I know you guys are FC Tucker. So right. I, I approached them. I was like, look, I'd love for you guys to open an office in my beloved Jersey City. There we go. <laughs> it, it's, it's my baby. I love everything about it. Um, and, and they did it. It's just been, it's been a ride. It's been an amazing ride since then. That's awesome. You know, uh, I don't think I've ever told you my story about how I got into real estate, but I, I was in a different field entirely. <clears throat> in high school, I loved chemistry. I thought it was a lot of fun. I loved running reactions and doing all the stuff. And uh, so I was like, you know what? I also want to be a business owner. So pharmacists. I can open my own pharmacy. I can do all this stuff. That'd be freaking awesome, right? So I went to Purdue for a year to be a pharmacist. I didn't get as far as you did. I didn't get all the way through, get the certifications. I made it about a semester and I was like, this is not for me. It's a wonderful profession. I wish, I wish that's what I did. Yeah. <laughs> Would have saved a lot of time. Yeah, dude, I tell you, 19 years old, after my first year of, or first semester of college, I went about six weeks of the second semester and I was like, done, I'm out. No. So uh, I had a buddy whose mom owned her own brokerage and she needed somebody to work the front desk. And I was like, I need a summer job. Why not? Let's do this. And uh, I was there for like six weeks and like you got bit by the real estate bug and uh, I just started yeah. doing all kinds of stuff for her. Um, I've got a degree in finance because I'm like, you know what, real estate, better know numbers. It's good to have yeah, that going. And uh, quickly just rose through the ranks there. You know, I started off just doing admin stuff. Then it was like straight up uh, transaction coordination, graduated college, got into sales. And here we are 16 years later. And so you, uh, I'm you, like, you were birthed into it, basically. You, you, basically. you almost made my mistake, but you didn't. Yeah. <laughs> I thought about it. I was like, man, pharmacy, it makes good money. It would be a good idea to stick this out. But I was like, you know what? It's not for me. I don't feel it. I'm not passionate about it. Yeah, and yeah. I think, I think you're right. Nobody wakes up. I never woke up and said, man, I want to be a realtor one day. But now I'm like, I hope my kids do because yeah great I, I literally wake up in the morning and i'm just like wow thank god like i'm blessed and, and feel so grateful that i found something that i actually love to do right and and that's another thing you know you know i guess we're talking about you know how we can help realtors it's like you know you do something that you love you're going to be fantastic at it right and that was that was what it was is that my 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 growth here is like when i'm thinking and strategizing my head is this is an excitement for me right like if you're in a job like i was in accounting 
I wasn't sitting there and be like, ooh, how can I save this guy money? You know, like, like <laughs> how can I make this guy richer and me stay where I am? I'm, I'm like, ooh, I'm excited to like help this person grow. I'm excited to go and work this deal and help this person get the dream home that they've always wanted, you know? Or, so it's, it's exciting when you're doing something that you really love and it, it makes a huge difference in, in, in just how happy you are in life and, and your production. Yeah, absolutely. So I want to get into something a little bit more. You said you were only in uh, real estate for about four years before you got into management. And obviously you're passionate about helping share your knowledge and tell other people about what they can do to get more successful in this business. Um, so if you were like talking to somebody uh, who's thinking about getting into real estate, what are the most important things you think they need to consider before they just run out, grab a license and think that you're going to open doors and make checks? Yeah. All right. So I like to be kind of like tough love when I get new people in. And I, I know like, look, as, as managers, we want to be like, recruit, recruit, recruit. Like, but I also don't want to like ruin somebody's life. You know? so it's like, <laughs> yeah. like, like if, if, like I need, like I need to set the expectations like immediately. Right. So I'm just like, look, it's, it's not easy. It's the leads do not come to you right away, but you, this is a field that you could flourish in. You could grow and you could make a huge amount of money from it but you have to set your expectations correctly. Right. So, yeah. you know, you're not making hundred thousand. Some people do. So don't get me wrong. Like some people come in and they just kill it. Right. Yep. Um, but, but a lot of people, most like the average, I think is like making 20 grand in your first year in real estate is like a big accomplishment, you know? Right. Yeah. So, so I tell them that. Cause I remember I had an interview like last week and the guy's like, I have a full-time job. I was like, Oh, so you're doing this part-time. He's like, no, I don't want to do this full-time. And he's like, how much money like am I supposed to make in my first year? I'm like, how much, what do you mean? <laughs> What's this supposed to? Supposed yeah, like, to, that doesn't exist. I mean, like, like how much are you going to work? And like, how many friends, like how, how much are you going to work your sphere? And like, it's like, you can't, you can't have that answer. But, but look, if you have some sort of a support system, if you have some money saved up, or if you have a small part-time job that can, that can kind of hold you up for your first year or two, and you could really grow something large and, and amazing in the real estate world. It's you truly I wouldn't say one of the easiest ways to kind of run your own business, but it's essentially like running your own business. Like you can build a massive amount of money and, and doing it in a way that you actually enjoy it, Right. But you just have to come in there thinking appropriately and, and not, you know, having these fantastical ideas. Like I had some kid come in, he's like, I want to be a millionaire. I'm like, all right, let's close your first deal. <laughs> you know, like, let's get your first lead. <laughs> yeah, let's get your first check first. You know, like, you know, it, it, I couldn't agree with you more on this. You know, I, I had another buddy in one time and he was telling me like when he's recruiting for his team, the first thing he does is try to talk him out of real estate. I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to go that far, but I do that, I mean, though. but I get that a bit. And I always tell people, I'm like, this is a great uh, income potential, like some of the highest income potential in any field out there. But what you don't understand is it's not even an income floor. It's a you can lose money every year when you're getting started because it costs money to get licensed. It costs money yep. to get educated. It costs money to generate leads. And yep. until you close a deal, you got nothing coming in. So you yep. need to have that nest egg set aside, ready to go, like you're saying, or something to hold you up because it can it can be a very uh, difficult process to get started. And it's really disappointing for some people because they just think they're going to walk in they watch all these shows like Love It or List It, Property Brothers, and all this yeah. stuff. They're like, real estate's so easy. And then they get in. Selling like, Sunset. Yeah, <laughs> don't even get me started. I come yeah. home and my wife's watching that. I'm like, turn that trash yeah. off. <laughs> so true, bro. 
But these people, like they, they make, they think it looks so easy. And I think that that's also the things like my friends, they look at how successful me and a buddy are that we all grew up together. And they're like, I want to do what you do. And it's like, it, you don't see the 15 years that got me to where I'm at. Yeah. Today. So true. Like it, I tell people like, look, it, it could take three to four years to get a full-time salary for a, like majority of people, right? Like you're, you're planting these seeds, you're working full-time hours and making like dirt money in the first couple of years. Right. right. You're working, you're planting these seeds that won't sprout until sometime three, four, five years later. Right. So like I'm, I'm letting people know. And then all of a sudden they'll come up in a conversation next year. Right. Like, Oh, my friend is looking for a place. Oh yeah. Or here, you know, mentioned this a bunch of times on his Instagram, right. but like, but, but okay. And you mentioned about spending money and in the startup world, they call that the J curve, which I think was very relevant here too. Cause when I first started in 2017, I, I looked at it very much like a business rather than, than like, like another career where I'm just going to go in there and I'll try it. It was more like, there is no plan B. It is, right. this is it. And I'm going in and I'm, I'm going to like, you know, like once this was like, after like it triggered that I liked this field and that I was yeah. like, cause at first it was again, like it was a business decision. But then the second I, did, I was like, look, I'm going to put all my chips on the table then because I kind of like this and I want, I want this to be something that I do. Right. So I spent money. I paid for leads in my first year and like, I did make quite a bit of money in my first year, but that was because I treated it like a business, right? And the J curve, how that works is like, it's a J, right? So it's like, you're spending money, you're actually spending more money than you're making. And then eventually you kind of start going up and then that's when you make the money. So you're actually like, just like a startup, you're not making money. Like Uber still doesn't make money, you know? So it's like, right. you're spending a lot of money up front to, to build something. And, and yes, that, that's your E&O, your, your MLS fees, your board fees, your national association of realtor fees. And then on top of that, if you're, if you're paying for other things, you know, like, look, we're blessed to be in an amazing company that gives us a lot, right. you know, for, for so little, but a lot of other brokerages aren't like that. They don't give you anything. I remember like, you know, there's some brokerages out there that don't have color printing. So it's like, I'm not oh, even kidding. Yeah. Like, this, this is, so it's, yeah, the old adage you always hear from people is like, once you get into real estate, they give you a desk, they give you a phone and you're on your own. And yeah. it's like, man, you know, I, I was lucky to be with a company, like you said, that we've got a great infrastructure, great technology package and everything else. But more than that, which is what most brokerages, I think, fail on is the training, because most yeah. people don't talk about this. But when you get a real estate license and you have to learn all this stuff, when's the last time you use 90 percent of the stuff you learned about getting a real estate license? No, I'm just, you know, I mean, like, exactly. no, nothing. Yeah. yeah. I, like, I, remember, I should remember how many acres he turned or acre. I actually <laughs> don't remember that. Yeah. So, and it's like, brokers are like, oh, great, you have a real estate license here. Go figure it out. You know, nobody talks about what it actually takes to build a business. And I think you've already kind of hit on that where you're talking about you need to make sure you got that SOI, your sphere of influence, and the people and the relationships and stuff, and kind of planting those seeds. You know, buying some leads can happen. That's something that's out there. But if you don't have the money to do yeah. that, most people, people are, are starting at ground zero with nothing. And I think I think people look at this more as like a hobby or a second career and not as a business. And I think starting off looking at it as a business like you did is the way to go. Um, yeah. I tell my kids all the time, and my full disclosure, my kids are seven and five and I'm just, <laughs> I tell them, Hey, I'm putting money away for college for you right now. But if you decide you want to get into real estate, that's your business startup fund. Yeah, I, yeah. You'll pay the taxes, but that money's yours and you go ahead and you can get into it. And I would do the same thing you did. I'd start spending that money with that J curve, trying to get that deal going and then really work on focusing on relationships because that's ultimately what this business comes down to. Yeah. Yeah. No, and it, it is really, and yes, yeah, so I was talking actually to another friend of mine, um, uh, Ricky Maddox, he does insurance, right? 
amazing guy. I and mean, we were just talking about like our same similar talk topic. I actually interviewed him for something that I'm working on. And, and, and I was, and he was like, you know, it's really about relationships. Yeah. And, and he was just talking about how, like, how hard he worked on relationships. Like his job was that. Right. And he was like, he was like, I, I joked. I was like, yeah, you're, you're like infiltrating their grandmama's house. Like, and he's joking. Cause he's like, he's like, he's like, that's hilarious because like, yes, like, he's yeah. like, I, I am breaking in and like, I'm going to treat their grandma like my grandma, like this and that. And like, it, it was hilarious, but it's so true. Like it's a, I say that real estate, and I always say this also, is like real estate is a lifestyle. It is not a job only. Like this is like a, like you got to be okay with taking those calls at times that are inconvenient. You got to be happy to take those calls. Right. Um, you got to always be selling yourself. Like, dude, I, look at, look, look at this, right? Pull the sticker out. It, I know we yeah, can. Yeah, no, but like, look at how many. They're all in my pocket. Like yes. literally- like it, this, I'm always selling anywhere I go. And like, I talk to somebody, I'm just like, oh, hey, by the way, this. And then all of a sudden everyone laughs and like, oh, it's Harvey's face on the sticker. But, but like, you're, I'm always selling, right? That's just what it is. Yeah. Um, and, and, and it's, it's just something that you have to be willing to give your all uh, to. Yeah. And when, and when you're talking about always selling, man, I, I can't go to a restaurant and like sit through an entire meal without hearing real estate. I'm like, yeah. what? Yeah, <laughs> my wife is oh, just like, you teasing me, naughty, naughty. She's like, Aaron, can we just have one meal where you don't have to go talk yeah, to somebody? And I'm so like, probably serious. not. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I'm like, no, my, my, my wife knows now. No, she's like, yeah, yeah, go, 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 go. <laughs> she knows what that means. <laughs> and here's the thing is there's so many people in real estate, and this is something that, you know, you say, and you've you always got to be selling yourself. So many agents just completely forget about the fact that they are a real estate agent when they're out doing their day to day and other stuff. Yeah. There are so many opportunities right in front of you everywhere you go. One of my best referral clients I've ever had. I've sold her daughter's house. I've sold her daughter a new house. I've done a market analysis for her. I sold her sister's house. I sold a second house for her sister. We met when she was making my sandwiches at Subway because it's close awesome. by and it's healthy enough that I'll go there frequently for lunch. We started having a conversation and one day she's like, hey, you know, you're in here all the time. What do you do? I was like, oh, I'm in real estate. You know, if you know anybody who's ever thinking about buying or selling, I was like, they need to have a trusted professional. Do you have one? And she's like, not really. And I'm like, well, here's my card. And I've gotten five transactions out of it. And I have a great relationship and more referrals coming. And Another. it was something that's literally right there. I do every day. Another great point that you made. You always have to ask for referrals. I feel like people just assume, like I play, I put all these videos up, my funny videos on, on my Instagram, but, but like you have to ask, right? Like you, you don't realize, and, and I'm a huge, and here's another reason for my success. Uh, if you don't ask, you don't receive, right? It, it's, it's, I truly live by those words. Like my, even like my wife sometimes like Harvey are like, they're not going to do that. Like that, that sounds so weird. Like nobody's, ever, nobody asks for that. Right. I'm just like, no, I'm going to ask for it. Like, and, and we'll see if I get rejected. That's fine. Uh, that's fine. If they say no, okay. But at least I tried, right? Exactly. I think it was Wayne Gretzky. He was like, you miss every shot you don't take or something. Yes. It, it's, it's, you, you got to ask um, for everything. So you have to ask for referrals. And you could ask referrals from people that you think wouldn't necessarily do it. So I asked my attorneys. I asked my mortgage lenders. And they're just like, you know, realtors never ask. Like, nobody's ever asked me for a referral. I'm right. like, yeah, well, here you go. <laughs> like Dude, now you got to do it. You want to talk about that? Uh, she's re she retired from the business, but one of the best referral partners I ever had was a lender. 
And like, I had a buddy and he's like, why, why are you going out to lunch with lenders and doing all this stuff? They just want you to get their business. I said, bro, I'm taking her to lunch because she's sending me leads. He's like, yeah. what do you mean? I said, I've made $30,000 in commissions over the yeah. last year and a half from referrals yeah. that she sent my way. He's like, hold up. I'm doing something wrong. He's like, yeah. nobody, nobody's ever sending me leads from the lending world. I'm like, did you ask? I, exactly. Did I'm like, you have you ever asked? I, yeah. I, that's the thing is once you get into real estate, everybody's going to come to you and be like, can I have your business? Can I have your business? Can I have your business? And everybody's like, oh, let, yeah, let me talk about it. Let's see what we can do. And I always said, you know what? My name is my business. And before I put my name on anything, I want to know how you're going to work. So when yeah, you got to vet me a lead, I'll see how it, how it fits together. And then we'll go from there. And that's that has sparked some fantastic relationships over the years. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's incredibly important. And, um, and it's also like, like when I say asking, you don't receive like this position as a manager, I, I literally went to the CEOs of, of my guys, the Rams over here. Yep. And I, I created this presentation. We weren't in Jersey city at the time. And I'm just like, I created this presentation. I was like, Jersey city is the second largest city in New Jersey. It's the most diverse city in the country. Like, like blah, blah, blah. I was showing them the numbers. And like, I asked them, I said, we didn't even have an office. I was like, I'm asking you to buy a brokerage that I could run. Like literally nice. that was my ass. And then they were like, all right, cool. Go find one. Like that was a simple. I was like, if I didn't ask that, I would never have gotten, I would never be here in this position right now because I asked them and they were like, yeah, sure. Yeah. Like they believed me, obviously they're not going to do it for everyone, but like I proved myself over the years and like, they believe that I could do it. And, and it was something that if you don't ask, you don't get it. So yeah. And, and as you said, the worst thing that could have happened was, what the, was they would have said no. And you were in a position where you're already being successful in real estate and you're making money yeah. and everything. So maybe, maybe they say no this time, but then the market starts to change or something happens. And they're like, you know, Harvier did mention this one yeah. time that this might yeah. be a good idea and they can come back. You know, is not a definitive point. It True. is just, it's just a not right now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and then another opportunity might arise and then they'll think of you. And uh, this reminded me of a really good book. It's called Rejection Proof. And a lot of people are scared of rejection. I, I would highly recommend you read that book if, if for any of your audience members. It, it's really interesting. It's 100 days of this guy going out there asking for ridiculous things, trying to get rejected. Nice. So it's, it's really funny, actually. So he goes one time to like, I don't remember where it was. I think it was like a Dunkin' Donuts or, or Krispy Kreme. And he goes, I, I want donuts in the shape of the Olympic rings. And, and he went and, and they're just like, what the hell? And then like the manager comes out and makes it happen. <laughs> and like, this was like a viral, this is a viral video actually. And like, it came from this book. It, was, it went viral, that whole thing. And like, she got like, you know, everyone was like, you know, she got a promotion and everything. But it was, it was like one of those things where like, it, he asked all these really ridiculous things. And, and a lot of times he got what he asked for. And sometimes it got rejected, but it, it was, it's a really interesting book. So it, for people who are fear, there's a fear of rejection. And, and I truly believe that the reason why some people don't do things is because the fear of doing it is greater than their perception of what they would get by doing it. Right. So you have to kind of transfer that a little bit. You have to start realizing, teaching your mind, what are the fears if you don't do it, right? Like focus on that. Right. And so it, it, it's, it's, it's important because I feel like most people are scared to take these type of risks of even making, asking questions. So. Yeah. And, you know, not even just asking questions to transition a little bit. I think people are also fearful to just talk about real estate because they think they're going to come off as too pushy or too salesy and stuff. And they don't want to ask for those referrals and things because they think, oh, man, that, this person's just going to think I'm coming to them because I want their money. And a lot of times they'll never talk about it. 
And then I've heard from agents in the office I manage, like my cousin listed with this other person. Can you uh, believe they would do that's that? The worst. It's, like, it's the worst. It's and the I tell worst. them, I'm like, it's happened to me. I've been yeah. there. And you know who I blame for that? This yes. guy. That's yes. my fault. It's not their fault. It's your fault. Right. So true. It's yeah. So and, true. and you gotta be that, you know, you and I have adopted this uh, social media persona for both of us. Where it's like, you know, I'm a public person. I'm going to put it out there. I'm going to make people aware, but some people are just so terrified to try to do that. What do you recommend to people on getting out of their own comfort zone and just being comfortable in their own skin to try to ask and talk to people about real estate and just start those conversations? So one thing that I know you always say, and I, I say it too all the time is like, everyone already knows what you look like. So like, don't be scared of putting yourself out there. Right. So we already, so I'm sure your audience has already heard that come out of your mouth. So <laughs> I'm going to skip, I'm going <laughs> to skip that one. Now, now this is, so I, I am working on something about kind of breaking out of your shell and, and realizing like, like, you know, like I was mentioning, uh, these, you got to start small, right. When there's a fear to do something, uh, it's usually something that you have to do the most, right? right? So start small, right? Start with something like if you're really that nervous of doing something that you're not normally capable of doing, go buy a t-shirt that you would normally never wear, right? Something yeah. that you think is like stupid and like, or that you would make fun of somebody wearing, just wear it. And then you're going to realize throughout that day, nobody cares that you wore that t-shirt, right? It's a small thing in your head. You're like, oh my God, blah, blah, blah. Like it's so ugly. Right, but you start small. You you take these tiny little steps and do these tiny little things that make you a little uncomfortable, and then you're gonna start realizing that nobody really cares about these tiny things. And then you build your way up, and you start asking small, and 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 then you could work your way up to asking bigger and bigger things for yourself, and and putting yourself out there. It, it's it's just, and then what I also say to people is, write a list of all the things like all the things that you want to do, right? And then write a list of, if you did all the things that you wanted to do, what would your life be in the future, right? I would have a beautiful house. I would have a beautiful family. I would have an amazing car. I would have a bank account that I didn't have to worry about loans, you know? And then make another list. All the things that could go wrong if you didn't do all that all that stuff that you're supposed to do, right? right. Like, I, like, yeah, like I could be poor. I could be living check, you know, paycheck to paycheck. And, and I, I could go down to my retirement and have nothing, or I could be alone at the end of my life, like whatever the hell it is. And you have to really visualize this, this, this terrifying thing that your life could be if you right. didn't do what you wanted to do. And, and then you just have to realize the fear of not doing it should be bigger, right? For me, for example, it's like, now I'm, I'm getting to the point where I like, I'm like, I need to get back in shape. And, and my head is like, for me to be the person that I want to be and believe to be, I also have to look the part, right? So my fear now is like, I'm not going to be the person I want to be if I, if I don't get in shape and yeah. like look the part. So, so that's a fear of mine now. And like that, that fear of not being who I want to be is, is massive. Like it's, it's more important than me having two cheeseburgers, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like it's, it's, that's the thing. And that's where you have to start transferring, uh, is your, your, your mindset. Yeah. You know, you, you hit, hit on a few things. Like, first off, you're talking about the, buy the ridiculous shirt or something else and see what yeah. you care about. Second off, like I used to be terrified of public speaking. Nobody believes that whenever I tell them that knows me now, but I thought it was like the most horrific idea I could ever come up with. Last night, I emceed an event with a buddy of mine and we were both dressed like this. I saw those photos. It looked great. Yeah, and we had a blast and everybody's like, how did you leave your house dressed like that? I'm like, 
bro, who cares? Who like, cares? you know how many people stop me? I'm like, can I take a photo with you? You look awesome. Yeah. This is so amazing. And it's something like in the past, I'd be terrified to do, but you're hundred percent. Now it's like, you know, what's the, what's the worst thing about doing that? of stepping out of my shell wearing this craziness now what if i don't ever step out of my shell and it's you know i don't get to achieve the goals of the things that i want to do which speaking in front of people now is something i love doing i'm trying to build more awareness do more stuff like this so i can help more agents because i love training and speaking and all that stuff but if i'm not willing to put myself out there and be a little bit ridiculous so strangers are comfortable coming and saying whatever they want to me that's that's keeping me from getting my goals and that's one of the things that i can't can't fathom not doing anymore. Exactly. And you brought up a point and a story, right? For me, taking my first big step in public speaking. So I've always been like the type of personality that I am, like kind of like a fun, you know, happy extrovert. Not always, actually. This is, I was never like this, actually. This is something that I learned throughout my life. I was actually a very introverted, shy, kind of tormented kid growing up. I was made fun of, I was beat up, blah, blah, blah. Like I broke out of my shell. And, and somebody eventually, like, now, within the last, like, three, four years was like, Ravir, like, we have a problem. Like, we have the India Day Parade at Jersey City's, you know, like, a big thing. It's like thousands of people go to it. Our MC canceled last second. It's happening next weekend. Can you please help us out and just help us MC this event? And I, I just immediately was like, yes. And then immediately after, I was, like, shitting my pants. I was, like, I was like, oh, my God, what did I just what did I do? I was, like, sweating at night. Like, I was like. I was scared, man. I was like, what did I just do? Like, this is terrifying. And, and I was on stage, like, with the backdrop of Manhattan. Like, it was literally, it was, it was crazy. I have, like, photos of it. And it, it was, it's so I just did it because I knew that I needed to do something. This was making me incredibly uncomfortable. But I knew that if I did it, it would be something that would be amazing for me. Because then it would yeah. just make me break out of that, that, that one barrier that I had up for myself. And, 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 and basically do something that I never would have done. That's awesome. And, 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 it, and it was great. It, it came out to be an amazing event. And I'll say, you know, when we were out in Las Vegas and we did our panel, we went to so many panels while I was there where like the speakers never spoke to anybody. They didn't do, come out and do anything. Yeah. And me and you were like standing out there beforehand, like, hey, what you guys want to be in here? This is the best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Day. <laughs> that was funny, out here like Aaron's buying shots. And I'm like, you're not even going <laughs> yeah. to want to be in here. And just like uh, having fun funny. beforehand. And yeah. then after the fact, so many people came up and they're like, like, so do you and Harvey like know each other? Like you guys like played off each other real well like just seemed like you've been buddies i like met him today literally literally i feel like yeah i feel like you me and molly were the, like the, the ones that actually like, made some noise that day <laughs> yeah. um like it, it was it was it was fun yeah we were like literally i was just like shouting at people i was like over here i don't like, know where you're going the best one's in here this is over here like you gotta be in here it was dude it was it was good and and look putting yourself look and now and, and i was on another uh podcast and and we were talking about how like, you know, like, like introverted agents and extroverted, you don't have to be like you and me that are like right. crazy yeah. and out there to be successful in this industry. So you don't necessarily, I don't want people to believe that like you have to be this crazy outgoing person to be a successful realtor. There are so many realtors out there that are like killers in the game that are just phenomenal at what they do, but they don't, they're not necessarily like as, as out of their shells and crazy like we are. It's true. It's true. And that the, that's a good point to say, you know, I always tell people, tell me about yourself when they're thinking about getting into real estate. What do you love? What do you enjoy? What makes you passionate that has maybe nothing to do with real estate at all? And let's see how we can utilize that to formulate true. your strategy to be successful. Because, you know, 
great real estate agents, the top three professions that always come to mind that when we get people who are coming in thinking about getting into real estate, that we're like, they're going to be a rock star. It's teachers, nurses, and bartenders, because they all have a heart for service. Sure. They all know how to talk to people and they're all dedicated to what they've done previously. Yeah, and yeah. it doesn't matter what level of enthusiasm they have as far as how outgoing they are, how boisterous they are or anything. They are going to be able to talk confidently. They're going to be able to talk intelligently and they're going to actually care about the relationship they have with people. And I think those three things are the most important things to being successful. It's not necessarily being the one who's uh, the craziest personality or the loudest in the room. It's yeah, no. caring about your people, knowing what you're talking about and being confident to do it. And it's a service industry, right? Like you have to give the, the services like there, so there's some agents out there that love to do cold calls. Like yeah. I, to me, like it makes me panicky when I think of cold calls. I hate that. But some people are just like rise at like 6 a.m. and like make five hours of calls every day. And I'm just like, man, how do you do it? But they're killing, they're killing the industry, right? And it's something that I can't do. And, and I don't feel comfortable doing that. But some people are really good at that. And you got to use your strengths and your strengths are not, they're, they're not going to be the same as the other person's strengths. That doesn't necessarily mean you can't be successful. Right. I couldn't agree with you more. I don't know if you, I'm being distracted because I got people in the office coming through and wanting to say hi. Because <laughs> like this, it doesn't matter where you're at. Somebody wants to come and see what's happening. <laughs> yeah, of course. Of course, man. Of course. But you're 100% correct. You know, we've got such a diverse group of agents that come through our office all the time. And, you know, I can never tell. Like, it always makes me laugh. I'm like, this person's going to be a rock star because they may be like real outspoken and do all this stuff. And then they don't want to show up and do the work. And then somebody might come in who's kind of quiet and be like, man, you're going to have to focus. You're going to have to do some stuff. And then you just come in and crush it. Uh, yeah. We had one guy that came in, super nice guy, but he's not a loud dude. He's not like us, but he puts his head down. He did work in his first year in real estate. He made a hundred grand, sold over $5 Amazing. million worth of real estate, just crushed it. So Amazing. you're, you're absolutely correct. It, there's not one way to be successful. No, there's multiple. And then that you also bring, bring, brought up the other point is that you can be successful in your first year. You yes. can, right. There, there is a future to be successful right from day one. Right. Yeah. It, it, it just the average is it's low. I'd rather like undersell than oversell with, with, with the, with always, the new age. You know, like, like expect nothing and then anything about become that greatness. Yeah, yeah. Become greatness. You know, I mean, you can in this field. It's 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 one of the only fields where you could just like make hundreds of thousands of dollars within a few years. Right. Like you, if you were taking the stepladder in, in the corporate world, that, that could take decades. You know, what I mean, so. It's it's an amazing and a beautiful industry to be in. It's just you got to put the work in, and you got to realize that you're your own boss. Yes, we have brokers and and, and all that, but we're ten ninety nine people. We can't, as brokers, required to be in the office and work. Right. We can recommend that you come to the office and work. We'll tell you what you have to do to be successful, but it's up to you to to be your own boss. To wake your your butt up every morning, come to the office, make those calls, reach out to those people. But that's that's your responsibility. Yep. You know, I, I just talked to somebody about this the other day. I was, uh, I, I chair a committee for our association and I was talking about how, you know, there's so many people that are out there that think this is so easy and you get to set your own hours and you just do whatever you want all the time because you are your own boss. I go, but I'm also my own employee. And sometimes yeah. I'm a crappy employee and I have to yeah. remind myself that That's true. Would, would somebody else allow me to get away with the crap that I'm trying to pull right now? Yeah. The yeah. answer is no, a lot of times. And the difference is, is I kind of set those metrics for myself. And I think a lot of people getting into this just they love the idea of being their own boss but they don't think about you know it is a job i also got to be an employee and come in and make this happen 
And we, we all need to have a reset from time to time. Like you mentioned, you've been in this industry for almost two decades now, you know, I mean, you, but, but every now and then we, we start slipping when we start yeah. doing things that, we, and then in real estate, that's so common. It's like you close some big checks and then all of a sudden you're like, I'm going to buy a car. I'm going to you know ease up a little bit. And then all of a sudden you're like, Oh God, I have nothing under contract. Like, yeah. you know, so, so every now and then we, we, nobody's perfect. you got to reset yourself and you got to remind yourself, you know, that, Hey, I got to keep doing this and I got to keep going, but, but nobody's going to tell you to do that. Right. So, so it's okay to slip, but, but then you got to get back on track, you know? Yeah. And, and I tell people all the time, I'm like, here's the thing you got to remember when you're under all these contracts and you're doing the day-to-day stuff and everything else, you don't have anybody making sure you're generating any more leads either. And a lot of people get caught just doing the, the transaction and doing the tasks and they completely forget about the other side of their business, which is way more important than getting those tasks done, which is you got to still be marketing yourself because if yes. your marketing ceases every time you put something under contract, yep. you're starting and stopping consistently and you're yeah. never able to get really good traction. One of my mentors, another, bro, another one of our managers here in, in our company, uh, Keith Kirkwood, he, he said, dude, your number one job is to find more leads always like you, you're you're in sales like your number one job is like you said the first thing you do every morning you block out a couple hours of of lead generating like that is your number one job because if you don't do that like you're going to get bogged down with like the the clients calling you the inspector the appraisal this that blah 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 and then you get stuck in the transactional aspect of our job yes that is our job but, but, but we won't have that aspect of the job if we don't have clients right and That's so right. you have to continuously focus on lead generating yeah. And I'll tell you, I'm a big Brian Buffini guy. I've been a certified I love mentor. Him. I love him. I've been a certified mentor with a lot of his programs and everything. And he talks specifically about how sales and marketing is more important than any other aspect. He's like, you got three hats. You got the CEO, the CFO, and the COO. And your CEO yeah. is in charge of sales and marketing. And it's five times more important than anything else you do. And so many people get, just think it's, oh, I got to do this task. I got to do this. I got to talk to those inspectors, all this. I systemize all that part of it. I've outsourced a lot of the follow-up on that stuff now to my assistant because it's like, that's the smallest part of what I do. Yeah, I yeah, focus yeah. on this lead gen all day, every day. Cause if I'm not bringing in the leads, nobody's getting paid. My team. You gotta be your rainmaker. Exactly. You gotta be your own rainmaker. And, and I'm glad you mentioned Brian Buffini. Like my first year in real estate, I, I felt I needed to do it right, right from day one. Yep. I actually signed up for his coaching for like two years. My first nice. two years in real estate, I would go to his little conventions and this and that. Like, it, it, but it was smart though. Like, and, and that's another thing when you're starting from day one, you, you got to make sure you start right, you know, right. like, like, and, and focus on your, you have a CRM, you know, like build a database of people that, you know, like people would come in here. Like I work with agents all the time. They've been doing this for 30 years. I'm like, all right, so where's your CRM? They're like, uh, what? Like it's up here. I'm like, you know how many people are slipping through the cracks because of that? <laughs> all day, every day. You're just yeah. losing. <laughs> You're literally losing hundreds of thousands of dollars over, over the next decade. Like, yeah. And it's, so it's and the other thing he talks about is like, it's, it's the most basic thing. He's like, here's what I want you to do. I want you to call the people that, you know, yeah. and I want you to rank those people as who's the most likely to give you business. Yep. Who's the second yep. most likely. And then just focus on that. that and yep. then I want you to go and see them. Yeah. Yeah. The pop buys. And then, and then write a note once in a while and say, Hey, it was yep. great seeing you. And it's like, Oh, that's so simple. And I'm like, that that's the thing about this business. It's the simple stuff that makes you the most successful. It's those things you do that give you those relationships. That's the most overlooked part of it. The notes, I, I think it's, it's so underappreciated um, that, that blew my mind. I love writing these notes because it's like it's a personal touch. I, and I write everyone notes. I wrote, I wrote the CEO of our company. 
I wrote our admins at headquarters notes, like thanking them. People really appreciate that. And then like, I, I was doing it a, a long time. And then finally I received a note from like, uh, you know, uh, the, the head of our mortgage headline insurance, Dan Rand. And he was like, thank you for using our credit. That was so nice. Like I felt so good that I got this letter thanking me. And, and this is another thing that me and my friend were talking about. Uh, he, he's in the insurance industry and he was telling me, he's like, they don't like to sometimes thank the realtors and like, I'm like, wait, why, why? Like, and they're like, well, the deals are happening. They're getting the leads anyways. Like, I'm just like, no, like, and he was also like, no, that that's wrong because you, you, you don't realize that they're not only that, right? Like every right. single person. And, and I hate to, you know, think of people this way, but every single person is a universe, right? They have their family, their friends, their college friends, their coworkers, their this, that grandparents, right? And you gotta, you gotta realize that you gotta treat everyone amazing, right? And, and, and thank them for everything that they do. Even, even if what they gave you was like a 1% thing, you got to thank them like it was 100% thing. Right. And the, the other thing, let, let, let's talk about the elephant in the room that's coming our way right now. There's so many people that have been, you know, crushing deals and focused on that part of the business for the past two years while, you know, let's talk about prices skyrocketing, mm. number of multiple offers skyrocketing, mm. and now inflation and interest yeah. rates. Interest rates, yeah. There's, there's some stuff coming down the pike that these people who haven't focused on those relationships, they're probably going to start seeing a little bit of a difference in their business. Yes. And, and that's an unfortunate truth. It is just the unfortunate truth of our industry is that we are, we do have ups and downs, right? And, and I think that the people who don't work hard and they don't do the business the right way, it, these next few years could be very difficult for them. I feel like a lot of these guys did not live through or, or experience the last few crashes maybe. And, and, and I experienced it in a different way, right? Because, right. uh, you know, I, but, but I was working during that time. So it was, it was still something where you, where you really got to grind. Like you got to put in double the work for what you're making. Like in 2021, the best year in real estate ever, right? Where right. literally you did one showing and you got deals under contract, right? Versus versus what could be coming, right? Like a, a right. shift in the market. And so, yes, you know, you and me, it's scary, but it's, you know, maybe we got to be a little scared because because you got to start being open to doing things that you normally wouldn't have done for, for deals and working harder. And, and, and we were talking about how like in the office, like, you know, attorney review used to be a few days. Now it's like, a, well, I don't know if you guys haven't, I don't know how it works. Or yeah, where you we're, are. we're not an attorney state, but I, I know what you're talking <clears> about. But yeah, but you basically like things that would have normally taken one, two days, it's, it's starting to take two, two weeks, three yeah. weeks to get us under contract. And I'm like, this is how it's going to be harder. So like, and we got to be ready for it. Yeah. And, and I'll tell you, I was actually just at a Buffini conference. I went to the, the uh, masterclass. Out Mastermind. In Colorado. Yeah. Right. And he was talking about, you know, all of that stuff, like be ready for this recessions coming, blah, 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 get ready for that. But then he's like, here's the thing that you really need to focus on. He's like, he's like, I'm going to call it the fab four. And this is the stuff that I think anybody in any industry, if they would just focus on this is going to kind of recession proof their business. And maybe you see a downturn, but this is going to keep you in the game in the fab four where work on more referrals, just paying attention to your people who building those relationships, getting that stuff taken care of. If you get more referrals, Real estate is a numbers game, more at bats, more sales. If you make more sales, you're going to have more net income. 
And then the fourth thing is with that, give yourself more time off because burnout is a real thing that a lot of people I think are experiencing with how crazy it's been. And I think they need to take that step back, that reset you talked about earlier and really revitalize and reinvigorate themselves to come back and just keep hitting it. Because I think, I think it's going to be a grind. Like you said, that it's going to be different than it's been for a lot of these people. Yeah. In Indiana, 62% of our, uh, our entire realtor uh, force has not seen a downturn in the market. 62%. That's, that's a lot. Like, and that's really like, cause yeah, we've grown the numbers of realtors, like in, in the exponential amount in the last 10 years, uh, more than we've ever really had. And, and it, it, a lot of these guys haven't seen it. And, and that's why, you know, I start preparing some of these newer guys and like, look, like, like, you know, you had it easy, you know, like this was, <laughs> this is, this is easy. You know what you did right now. And they're like, what, this is so hard. And I'm like, yeah. this was easy, bro. Like, uh, like now we got to get you ready. And, and, you know, like sometimes you got to do the door knock and sometimes you got to make the calls that you don't like to do. Like the ones that I don't like to do. Sometimes you got to be creative and, and there's going to be a time now that we're going to have to really grind and, and do it. And yes, and taking time off is really important to reset and, you know, cause there are so like, this was a, a big thing in the accounting world. It was like most people left the accounting world because they literally worked you to the bone. Right. So, so like, if you do that, then you're just, you literally burn yourself out and you're done. Right. So you have to realize, yes, this is a business, but then, you know, just like in any other field, you have time off, you have vacations, like you got to make sure that you set those times apart to make sure that when you come back, you're re-energized and refocused to, to hit the ground running. Yeah. And I, and I tell agents, I'm like, I'm like, you don't have to have a team to get started in real estate, but what you need to do is have a good working relationship with somebody in your office. So that when you're like, like, I could be like, yo, Harvey, I'm, I'm like, I got to take a couple of days off. You might cover my calls yeah. while I'm gone. And so yeah. many people are scared to ask those questions too, because they, they think they can't do that. And then that's one of those things that we really push here at, at FC Tucker, you know, we're the Tucker family and we have people who are always willing to help out with that kind of stuff. And sure. so you're absolutely right on that. No, it's, it's important to do that too. And I feel like a lot of the, you know, mentality has shifted a little bit sometimes in, in certain, uh, you know, like firms where it's like, okay, I'll do this showing for you, but I need this in return. It's like, you got to realize you got to help each other out a little bit because we're going right. to come through a time now where like, you know, you might need the help when you were, you know, doing it this way. And it's not, you know, it's, it's not going to benefit you either. You know, so it's yeah. like, you got to treat each other like family. You got to take care of each other. Like just today, I, I, Somebody called me and was like, hey, I can't make it to my appraisal. Can you go? And I was just like, all right, cool. Let's go. Like, I'll go. That's fine. You know what I mean? So it's, it's one of those things you got to take care of your own. And, and I also think that uh, realtors sometimes don't treat other realtors like their colleagues. Uh, I, yeah. I think it's super important because, you know, a lot of times, and this is what I do. And people are always like, Harvey, why are you like trying to connect with all these other realtors? They're your, they're your competition. I'm like, right. no. I was like, that's the wrong mindset. I was like, these are the guys who have these listings that I might be bringing my buyers to, and they're going to accept me because they know I'm a good person. I'll get the job done. I, I've literally had deals, my deals accepted be, with, with me, with my clients offering less. Same. But they knew, they knew, they were like, no, but Harvey's going to get this job done. He's going to do it the right way. He's going to be a professional. And, yeah. and it, why? Because they knew me and because I reached out to them. You know? And again, it's, it's those relationships and that's those things that get o- overlooked so much. I've had the same thing where I've not necessarily been the best deal uh, as far as financially, yeah. but they're like, Aaron, we want to work with you. Uh, we're not going to make you go all the way to this, but could you do you think people would be willing to do this? I'm like, let me get back to them and I see, see what I can do. You know, in Indiana, I don't know if everybody uses this term, but we, we call each other cooperating brokers. Yeah. Yeah. That's what yeah, it is. I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> What what do you think is going to happen if you come at me and you're yelling at me and you're making this a big deal? I'm like, you realize neither of us makes any money. Neither yeah, of our clients are happy get if yeah. we're butting heads. Like we're on yeah. the same team here, buddy. And I think I think 
the younger generation, the people I see coming into the business now are kind of more of those cooperative people who want to yeah. work together. Well, because they're getting, they got people like you teaching them the right way to do things, you know? <laughs> yeah, I appreciate that. Appreciate that. Well, hey, man, I am checking my time and I know we have uh, we've gone almost an hour now and I got to get going to another appointment. But I do uh, really, really appreciate this. I think this is some phenomenal content. This is the stuff that I want to start doing more of, which is educating more agents on how to build their business. It's something I've been super passionate about. And I knew that you and I would have some great things that we could kind of synergize on. So is there any one specific takeaway that you think that somebody who's thinking about getting into the business should be the number one thing they're focused on before they pull the trigger? Budgeting is, is incredibly important in the beginning. So make sure that you look at your finances, make sure that this is a viable field for you. Like last thing I want is somebody like not being able to pay rent or something. So especially for the new guys, just, you know, make sure that you budget. And I feel like a lot of us realtors, you know, we're 1099. We have to pay our taxes later. People don't realize they spend all their checks and they're like, wait, I have to pay tax on all that. Yep. So it, it, it's, it's a scary truth in our field. Um, and, and that's probably what I guess, I guess that would be something I would leave off. And, and I would love to connect with everyone who's listening here on Instagram, at real estate sing. I do almost everything on my Instagram and I'd love to connect with you guys. Just Let's be friends. <laughs> Absolutely. And we'll make sure to get all your uh, social and everything. We'll link to all your stuff, your new YouTube channel. Now that we yeah. got you up and running, going there as well. Finally got the vanity URL. <laughs> nice. Nice. So, man, I really appreciate it. Uh, thanks so much for uh, giving me a, a little bit of your time so we could help uh, educate some or some real estate uh, professionals on better ways to build their business. No, and thank you so much for having me on. Honestly, it's always a fun time chatting with you, man. We always deep dive and I feel like we touched on like a billion topics today, but I hope <laughs> it helps somebody. <laughs> There's going to be some solid nuggets in there for sure. There's going to be a lot for me to go back and chop up and get back out yeah, there. So exactly. that'll be good stuff, man. All right. Thank you, brother. Appreciate thanks. it. Have a good one, man. See you. See you. Hey, thanks for checking out this episode of the Aaron Advantage podcast. Again, we really appreciate you taking the time to watch what we have to say. Harveer is an awesome dynamic speaker, and we are both super interested in coming and talking to you. So if you ever have any questions or want either of us to come or be, and be speakers, or even if you want both of us, just let us know. You can contact Harveer here, and you can give me a call here, and we'd be happy to help. Hey, this is Aaron Luttrell. Thank you so much for checking out the Aaron Advantage podcast. If you would like to be a guest, please feel free to reach out to me anytime. We're always looking for other people to interview.